0: time on Lancer. Unio, the galaxy's best Lancer for Hire operation, has one of its crack teams out to an outskirt planet called Hagar to help a team of scientists recover a shipment drone that has been captured by pirates. You are now in uh, Dr. Bertrand Russell's personal office, set aside uh, from the rest of the research facility. Dr. Russell, digitally spreads out a map. The map shows more of that uh, dark sort of gray, icy tundra you've gotten used to on this planet. But this particular structure he's showing you, it seems to be an X formation of some kinds, uh, land masses with small land bridges that form one large island in the middle where the uh, shipment drone has fallen. The pirates are known as the Warriors of the Agate Cross, They've lived close to this particular, well, cross for most of their lives. That's why they consider the dropship their property now. They've got a few of their guys trying to extract it. Luckily, we do have safety protocols in place, but uh, no door lasts forever.
1: Ain't that the truth?
0: As you can see, you've got four points of entry on these come from various mountain passes that are perfectly uh, passable in your mechs. You can come in at any direction you want, but the, the Agate warriors do have, it seems, troops stationed at every entrance. You'll have the advantage in that they don't know you're coming. But beyond that, I, I don't see many advantages at your disposal. Again, it's really of the utmost importance... That you don't damage the ship.
2: What if they damage the ship?
0: We're hoping they... They want what's inside more than they want to blow it up. But do what you can. To keep them away from it. Or, Alice pipes in, just kill them before they have the chance.
3: A nod. Mm. I mean, we do work for Unio.
0: So... I've never been one for military tactics or whatnot. Um I think I should leave that up to you.
3: Yeah. Um I think if, I don't know, we're in the future, right? I think um Derek will start like manipulating this digital map that he has spread out. Um and I think he would indicate the like northwest corner quadrant. Uh, And say, it seems like, yeah, um, it seems like their defenses are weakest over here. So this is probably our easiest point of entry. Now, how large is this ship? Is it something that we'll be able to move on our own? Or like, is it a group effort sort of thing to move it?
0: Once you've disposed of the pirates, we can come in with a retrieval vessel. He points... uh... Outside of a window, and even through the sort of snowy, smoky haze, you can see a a large ish transport ship out there with some scientists uh, uh, attaching what seems to be uh, some sorts of hooks, robotic arms to it. At that point, we won't have any trouble carrying the ship out. We just don't have the firepower to clear them.
3: Hmm. Okay.
0: So, this entire plan
4: is resting on what the doctor has so eagerly asked us to do multiple times, which is to take out all the pirates.
0: Uh, I don't really see any other way out. Believe me, we've tried speaking to these people. They won't listen. Okay.
2: I think it is a pirate adage that salvage law does not matter when violence is applied.
0: I, I, I suppose I'm not really well read on pirate law.
2: It is not a law. It is an adage.
0: <sighs> right you are, Fish. One other thing, these land bridges, well, they're not as sturdy as they might look. Try to avoid hitting them with any direct fire. They could collapse. Good to know. And uh, the temperatures, they're not going to be forgiving for your mechs. Sorry about that. But it should help with overheating, at least.
2: Oh, yeah. So sorry, table question. Yeah. Like, mechanically, there's this, like, big X. Like, this is a big X. We can only come in from like one of that the legs of the X, and if we yeah, like so get if we ta- get pushed off of that, we fall <laughs> to our death.
0: No. So table rules, here we go. Uh, just me speaking out of character, telling you about this map. This map is gonna take place in freezing cold temperatures, which means that if your mech does not move or boost on your turn, you will start the next turn impaired. However, you also have resistance to all heat damage, which means that if you are hit with heat damage, you get to have it and then round up. The land bridges are uh, three spaces above what's beneath them. If you fall, you will take uh, fall damage according to that. And then your mech will have to find a way back up.
2: Uh, Is any of this quote-unquote difficult terrain?
0: Oh, Uh, no, I have not put in any difficult terrain for this map. I thought that the environmental conditions plus these land bridges would be enough of a little spice. Plus, you don't want to hurt that ship. So all blast damage should be considered, all all, um, line damage, cone damage, things like that. Think about it. Mm -hmm. I hope that I've made this, I think I've made it challenging enough that it'll be fun. Um, We will see. All right, back in character.
1: Well, then,
3: if the only option for us is to hit him quick and hit him hard, again, I think we should go for the Northwest. And uh, he uh, puts his hands together, cracks his knuckles, and says, let's get quacking."
0: <laughs> <laughs> and if nobody has any other ideas? Should we should we start our combat round?
2: I guess yeah, like may, maybe maybe a second of table talk to just like formulate a plan.
0: Of course,
4: yeah. Um I guess my only question and uh would be if if we should split up um and do some kind of pincer um formation. <laughs> I say as if I understand um military terminology at all. Um But I am very good at being cover for folks, so I don't know. We may want to stick together because I think a lot of us do have – provide cover for each other.
2: And I will say, like, I am certainly capable of, like, sprinting in pretty fast and pretty far. Like, I can get, like – I think, like, 10 spaces in my first turn, (laughs) at least, Um, particularly if I'm attacking something. And I do also have an attack that does knock back if I boost. So, like – if you need me to sprint in at the very start and just like push someone away, I can do that.
4: I guess I, do we want to talk everything out here? Do we want to do things in, in character? I, cause I could also come from like over here and like boost and ram into some people like over here, maybe Um, if we wanted to split up.
3: I think whatever's fine. I just don't want us to, to do the thing where we, Decide how we're going to do the combat so long that it's longer than if we just did the combat. Just
4: doing it, yeah, I agree. Yeah,
2: yeah. Though, I, like, I, I think the opening move is helpful because then it yeah. at least like physically places us mm-hmm. where we can improvise. Yeah, I mean,
3: I, I'm happy to come in from the top left, um, and where we go from there is, and I don't need to go first. I'm fine. Yeah,
4: I want to start on this side of the map. If that's cool with everybody, sounds
2: great. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. Does anyone need someone pushed out of their way? I can push literally any of these things off the fucking uh, edge.
4: No, I'm going to go for these guys, I think, if that matters. But I'm good.
2: Okay, I'm going to go for this motherfucker then.
0: Amazing. How are we feeling? Are we feeling like we're good to start the mission-ish? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good to dive in. Okay. Really quickly gonna start a mission. Gonna add you all, the mission. Well, everybody, uh, Lancers, you approach the um, place that Dr. Russell pointed out on his map. The place that the warriors of the Agate Cross are named for. It is frigid cold, even colder somehow than near the facility, and your mechs are feeling it in their joints and in how they move. You know that if you stop moving your mech at any point, it is possible that the frost will set in and perhaps impair some of your systems. You see a large group of mechs surrounding what seems to be a medium-sized drone dropship. Two individuals dressed in uh, orange uh, suits. Uh, They look warm and worn, a little frayed at the edges. They are currently working on uh, the outside frame of this drone, which doesn't seem to have any apparent doors. But you can see they, they have what looks like, um, you know, standard torch guns, maybe some soldering irons attached to batons. They're clearly trying to force their way into the ship to get the contents. Now, none of these mechs seem to notice you just yet, which means uh, Lancers have the first move.
3: Uh, so we decide who goes first. Ben, do you want to charge in? Britt, do you want to charge in?
0: Uh, sure.
2: Go for it.
4: Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. So I think it is funny to have uh, the Ever Given come in first because it is so big and probably very loud. And I think even <laughs> as it moves across this bridge, there is maybe a moment where the bridge shakes a little bit and uh, decency feels very nervous. But um, they move in fairly quickly. We're going to go up one, two, three, three-ish. Um, and then uh they're going to boost in here, and uh, they're gonna ram in to this um mech right here, okay, yeah, I should probably roll before I try to <laughs> try to describe how cool I am or anything <laughs> <clears throat> um, cool, boosted. I'm gonna ram and I get plus one accuracy. Okay, I hate CompCon. This feels oh, bad. No. I had, I had a nine. It happened like last time. I had a nine, and then I added the plus one accuracy, and, and gave it a four. Um,
3: I think just roll a d six. You rolled okay, a nine. Roll a d six and add it to it.
4: Okay, I'm gonna stop doing the plus one accuracy in this system if it doesn't auto do it. Okay, it was four on six. So, so that's thirteen. 13.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. That hits.
4: Cool. Uh, so it knocks my target back an additional two spaces, um, which actually I believe means, um, if I ram a target back to two spaces, it's going to ram into this, um, guy in the back. Hell yeah. Uh, and the other, this big guy, um, if, if this applies to him, uh, or them, uh, must succeed on a whole save or be not prone. You bet. Um, yeah. So I think, uh, the ever given kind of stomps into the space. Um, and there's this, probably the, this moment of realization that someone is there that's not supposed to be there. And then the ever given, uh, m- more quickly than it feels like it should be for its size boosts forward, I think we get the anime lines of like the movement happening very quickly um, and then there's just this big collision as the um, Ever Given rams into this other mech with its shoulder um, and pushes it backwards into the the bigger mech behind it.
0: Oh! And immediately decency as the Ever Given emerges onto the scene, all of the, the pirate mechs turn towards it realizing that somebody is there uh, to mess with them, we're going to quickly do that whole save on our Goliath here. Okay, I got a tw- yeah, I got a twelve. Just for for argument's sake, Britt, what's the um, what's your your number?
4: My save target is a
0: twelve. Oh, okay, so I I would I would I think get it, but because this is a Goliath, it cannot be pushed, pulled, or knocked prone or knocked back by smaller characters. So, uh...
4: oh, can I ask a question in yes. follow up to that? Um, the other part of my juggernaut skill is, um, our talent is if I ram a target into an obstruction large enough to stop their movement, your target takes 1d6 kinetic damage. Would that apply here to the
0: smaller mech? I think so. It would stop its movement, meaning it's knocked prone. Meaning if... If the smaller mech
4: is ramming in, is is getting rammed into the larger mech, and because the larger mech can't be knocked prone, it, it means the smaller mech has to stop against yes. it. would that it count as an obstruction?
0: So, like, so like the smaller, the Spectre mech, went rams into its bigger friend and takes damage, yeah. Roll me that one d six.
4: Love it. Okay. It's a six. It's a oh, six.
0: Oh, okay. Ah, That's uh, lovely. Do me a favor and describe how freaking awesome this this ram is. Like, you ram the specter, and, and what do you see happen as it crashes into this Goliath? Uh, I think
4: it's – I mean, I don't want to go into a lot of detail, but I think it's a little um, crunchy and gross feeling in that, like, the um – the ever given. I can't believe I'm going to have to say that name every single time I talk about <laughs> this one. Uh, I did this to myself. Uh, the the ever given does that that ram with its shoulder, just this huge shoulder, into the smaller mech, and the smaller mech. I mean, practically flies backward into the larger one, and you can feel um, it just it, its body kind of crunch around the larger mech a little bit as it takes that bit of of damage. Yeah.
0: Hell yeah. It it crunches, sort of got an imprint of its friend in its back. All righties. Now, the Ever Given has made itself known, and uh, the warriors of the Agate Cross are not thrilled. Uh, uh, Decency, you sense from behind you a flying mech of some kind is going to uh, move a few spaces in. She, for it's a very feminine-looking mech, uh, uh, sort of hovers off the ground and floats along, uh, and a voice actually emanates from this mech, and it is a beautiful sort of melodic uh, high voice, and uh, she will refer to this, this mech as she says, "'You have no right to be here. "'This landed within our territory,' And as by the rules of our society, is ours to claim. And our witch here is going to, um, first of all, during their turn, they immediately turn invisible. So we're just gonna go ahead and bloop. <laughs> you watch, as she said that she disappears, and we are going to go ahead and do for the first quick action a, uh, tech attack. This is actually called a teardown. Uh, so we are doing a tech attack. You are within my sensors, and I think that for a tech attack, I just, uh, once again, I roll a d20, and I'm trying to beat your e-defense. Does she get anything with this? Oh, and I get a plus four attack bonus, and I get one accuracy. So that's plus four... Oh, and she got a 6 on the D6. So that is a total of 14. Oh, Um, yeah, that definitely. Which hits. So on success, you immediately take 2 heat damage, but because of your resistance, that's only going to be 1 heat damage.
4: Yes, I'll say too, the Drake has resistance to damage, burn, and heat from blast, burst, line, and cone attacks, just to bear in mind as we...
0: As we go forward, yeah. Okay, so any physical heat and burn attack, you have resistance to, but this is a tech attack, so. Great, and uh, so you are going to take, let me take a quick note, two heat, but remember it's half, so one heat damage. And for their next turn, they are going to boost. And that is going to be the end of my turn.
4: I, I was just going to quickly say in response to the witch that um, that decency is probably in the mech flipping switches and doing things and there's like lo-fi music playing in the background um, over their speakers. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll mutter to themselves, I don't much disagree with that, but I have a job to do and then flip a few more switches.
0: <laughs> uh, well done, well done. Um, all right, who's going next for the Lancers?
2: I would love to go next if that's possible. Mhm. All right. So, um 18,000 in least concern, which again is a, basically a giant serval with fiber optic fur and a lot of scary-looking laser claws and tail. Um first activates his ramjet, um and you just hear like a as the engine goes overdrive and like a big flame comes out of the ass. Um Uh, He takes two heat damage, but then a cold wind sort of turns that into one. Um, He moves one, two, three spaces, squeezing between Atue and Derek, saying, excuse me, over the loudspeaker, and then activates this ramjet in full, boosting seven spaces, because this ramjet basically allows me to boost two more than my maximum movement, which is six. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, right past this motherfucker onto their other side. And skids to a halt, like, presumably throwing a bunch of snow to the two people over uh, behind all of them, uh, and probably under the ship, too, and says, salvage law is meaningless when violence is applied. Please clap. And, um... Then skirmishes with his war pike. Now, I could do this from farther away, but I wanted to do it from this distance because my ramjet allows me to basically both attack and ram uh, and push someone back too. And if I knock this person back in two spaces, uh, they fall down a big hole. So um, I roll to attack. I get a plus one because it's my uh, first Uh, attack with a main melee weapon with my Partisan Synergy. And uh, I uh, roll that plus my attack and I get a 15. Hell yeah, that hits. Great. Um, So I'm committing that. That's a hit. Um, Okay. And then I do... um, That is three kinetic plus one explosive damage. I uh, have used one of my one of my thermal charges, um, which basically, like, this lance, which is my tail, stabs into this mech and then explodes, pushing it back two spaces, causing four damage.
0: Hell yeah. Alrighty. So, boom, and uh, boom. So, uh, but but because, so there is a little island here, but I think that we're going to go ahead and say that it falls because it's sort of getting pushed across this cavern it's gonna fall right there so um first calculate your damage i'm gonna calculate the fall damage
2: great yeah so it's three kinetic and one explosive damage
0: oh okay great so four damage quickly going to my copcon it takes three damage from the fall so it is pretty messed up looking at this part um uh how does how do you watch uh the specter fall
2: uh eighteen thousand does not watch the Spectre Fall. Basically has hit with tail, skids around and using two more movement, um using one more movement, skids one space forward to uh right next to where that other mech was, um, a little farther away from the others, ready to strike.
0: Hell yeah.
2: And I mean, it, presumably a lot of snow is like flying behind his mech as he's doing all of this, sliding near Ooh, the ground. Oh yeah,
0: just like the tundra's going wild, like that <laughs> that ashy gray snow is getting everywhere. I'm exactly. not going to apply soft cover uh, for this because I don't think it's that thick. Uh, and also everyone is now so close to each other, like I just don't think it would really apply. But yes, that icy tundra's just going all over the place. All right, it is going to be my turn And I think that that uh, archer up there is not thrilled with what he just saw. So, the archer is going to use their uh, class effect, it's called Suppress. The archer uh, loads up his gun, he's going to point it right at 18,000. The archer will choose a target within line of sight and range 10. They become impaired and the archer gains the moving target reaction. This effect lasts until the archer uses moving target. The target damages the archer and leaves the archer's line of sight, or leaves the archer's line of sight. The archer is stunned, jammed, or destroyed. The archer chooses a new target for the action. Okay, so that means 18,000, you are suddenly impaired.
2: And that automatically hits, or uh, can I attempt? It
0: does, uh, it does automatically hit. It's It's just an effect.
2: Is it, uh, oh God, it. it's because it's not a main melee weapon. Sorry, I was looking at one of my abilities. Yes. Stay when flat.
3: I read this, I read it as like suppressing fire. And so he's like unloading at you to keep you pinned down.
0: Yeah, I believe that it's—so the archer sees what 18,000 just did to his friend pushing him off the land bridge, and he starts to fire, suppressing fire. 18,000, you're uh, not prone, you're not um, at all uh, unable to be mobile, but you are uh, slightly pinned down by this, or at least um, we're going to go and say that everything is going to be more difficult for you.
2: Great, I'm sorry, I'm Um, adding impaired, right?
0: Yes, it's impaired. Added. Okay. Uh, the archer is just going to go ahead and use their light machine gun in a skirmish. Uh, this is a reliable weapon. Which means it hits even if it misses, but it will hit for... It's a less damage yeah, on a miss. Great. Okay, we're going to go ahead and roll a d20. They have a plus two attack bonus, but no... I don't think they have any accuracy bonuses. Yes, they do not have any accuracy bonuses to this roll. They got a 10. What is your evasion? 14. Oh, it misses! The uh, the archer tries for a light machine gun blast uh, amid all of its suppression fire from its shoulder cannons. But 18,000, you're still able to dodge out of the way. And that is going to be the end of uh, the archer's turn. Though so they have set up a reaction as part of their suppress move.
3: It's reliable should
1: hit. So it should still do oh, some damage.
0: You're right. I'm sorry. It's going to do three. Oh, thank you, Todd. Three damage so, done. Three damage Thank you so much, Todd. So the archer shoots at 18,000. It's a glancing blow, but it still does three kinetic damage.
2: A bunch of fur is flying off.
0: (laughs) And that is the end of the archer's turn.
3: Um, Giovanni, do you have a sick idea or do you want me to take care of that archer?
1: (laughs) Um, I'll let you take care of him.
3: Thanks. Okay. Dip. Um, Okay, so I'm going to move. I think my movement is six. And then I'm going to boost as a quick action, which means um, take extra movement of at least one space up to your speed. I'm going to move three more. Um, And then I'm going to skirmish with my hand cannon at the archer.
0: Awesome.
3: Um, I roll a d20 plus two. And to my first um, attack roll with opening argument, I get um, accuracy. Uh, each turn, um, that becomes a dirty 20. Yeah. Hell yeah,
0: that obviously hits.
3: Yeah. Um, my gunslinger die goes from six to five because I hit, and then the damage is two damage.
0: Hell yeah. So describe how you do this.
3: I think the way this is working is um, Gearloose, like, spins up his engines. Uh, shoots forward, kind of spins on his heel, fires a shot at the archer, and then, as a free action, he's going to have his uncle Compcon fire <laughs> his Nexus Light.
0: Okay.
3: Um, so this would attack um, E defense instead of evasion. Um, it doesn't have any modifier, but because I'm using the uncle class Compcon, um, it takes two difficulty. So I'm going to roll 2d6, take the highest, and subtract it from my d20, and put that against... Ah, jeez, I rolled two sixes, so great. Um, Is the archer's e-defense 11?
0: Uh, It is lower than 11.
3: It's lower than 11. Awesome. Um, So this will do 1d3 kinetic damage um, as my Nexus smart missiles fire off.
0: Hell yeah.
3: Um, So it'll do one extra damage sick and that's all my actions that's what I'm going to do and I roll my um, gunslinger die down to four because I have hit twice with ranged weapons
0: awesome (coughs) Alrighty. a mech with two long guns on his arm Uh, uh Over here waiting on this sort of island Notices that both 18,000 and Derek are uh, putting some heat on their ship This breacher is um, going to go ahead and use uh, their effect superior ram So when using a breach ram, the breacher moves four more spaces And targets have a plus one on the agility save so as their quick action, and this is this does need to be recharged, the Breacher is going to use Breach Ram. You can move up to six spaces in a straight line, ignoring engagement and pass-through, but not stopping in spaces occupied by other characters. So... Obstruction, uh, Obstructions and objects in the breacher's Path take 20 AP kinetic damage, but that's only obstructions and objects, not characters. Jesus. Um, <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's as if... So this mech is about to, like, fire up and basically do a freaking 100-meter sprint hmm. at 18,000. So uh, that is a ram, and we are going to go ahead and roll. And because they also have superior ram... They get to move four more spaces, and you have a plus one difficulty on your agility save. So I think you have to roll a difficulty roll and tell me what it is. And
2: that's two, right? Because I'm impaired.
0: Yes, it is. And you pick the higher one.
2: Great. So 2d6. Uh, That's a six.
0: Oops. Okay. And that's that's, um,
2: taken off of a 20, right?
0: Yeah, and I hate to tell you this, but they just got a nat 20.
2: Well, so 7 <laughs> minus 6 is 1, so I don't think that I am going to succeed on that one.
0: Uh, yeah, and 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 they got a nat 20, so um, the, cool. Ram, the RAM is successful. Yeah, um,
2: great. Where am I going?
0: <laughs> well, I think it's more of a question of where are you both going? <laughs> cool. So... Um, so you are going to be uh knocked prone. You and Derek are the same size. So Derek, you're going to have to do a hull save because you um, are yep. being knocked into by 18,000.
3: Okay. Um got to look at my hull stat. I have a 0 in my hull stat cuz I put everything in agility.
2: 8.
0: Uh that Perhaps. is not high enough. <laughs> Great. So uh, that means Derek and eighteen thousand, you are both knocked back one space, and you are prone. All right. Uh, this breacher is uh, about to give you a taste of what uh, they saw your friend do to his, and frankly, what eighteen thousand did to that specter over there. You, he rams in, uh, running like a bat out of hell, and knocks you into each other flat on your butts. Uh, that who's, is...
2: On, who is, who is like on, which one of us is on top, Todd? I think you're <laughs> on top. Uh, yeah, just like absolutely thrashing around on top of you.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there is one more. Uh, so because while you are prone, uh they are going to pop out their dual shotguns on both of their arms this weapon can make two attacks at once targeting either the same character or different ones and i think he's gonna pick different ones so we get oh but this does have a plus two difficulty to it apparently these guns are just are just too wild so well, gonna...
3: but since we're both prone you get plus one accuracy
0: oh so I, so it's only one difficulty <laughs> That's right. I'm I'm just going to roll one diff- so one one die and I just pick the I just take that. I got a 3 on my difficulty. I get plus 2 attack bonus to this roll. I got a 15 Minus 3 is 12. Does that uh hit either of you because I know you have high evasion?
3: My evasion
2: is 13. So yeah.
0: And uh uh 18,000 what's yours?
2: Uh 14.
0: So it just narrowly misses you both, both of these shotgun blasts. And this I like to imagine
2: it- as we're like thrashing around, trying to get up, it just like goes in between both of our heads.
0: <laughs> um, that is great. And that is the end of the breachers turn
4: cinema.
1: All righty. So that's me. Yeah. All right, so the Upia is... It turns invisible at the beginning of its turn. So... um, And not that anybody's probably noticed it anyway so far. um, But I'm going to move it... (laughs) Four... Five. Interesting. Okay. So we're going to barrage this first turn, because why not?
0: Hell yeah.
1: First, we're going to attack with our... Uh, assault rifle I'm gonna use my custom ammunition. I'm gonna use a shock shock ammo. Let's see if I uh, actually make it first.
0: Mm-hmm-hmm.
1: Let me do that. Attack roll
0: oh who are you who are you targeting? Sorry
1: so i'm gonna target I'm gonna target the the mech that just rammed my buddies.
0: Great. Awesome, thanks
1: mm-hmm so oh that's not great uh <laughs> darn it i got a seven uh plus one so eight
0: well you are very lucky because they're uh oh wait you got an eight is this a normal attack is this isn't an e attack uh, or correct attack? it's normal unfortunately their evade is 11 so it is going to miss
1: wah, wah. okay
0: <laughs> do, you want to describe that, do you want to describe that epic fail
1: uh, yeah, so uh, maybe the upia, like climbs over, and then one of the legs slips on the ice, and it just throws off the aim of that first shot. Um, and then there's an ox ranged weapon on the same mount, mm-hmm. so that is going to attack. Oh, sorry, okay, but this first one, I have a reliable two, actually.
0: Oh, okay, how much damage does it do?
1: Okay, so we have two energy damage, and then since I used my shock ammo, adjacent characters take one energy armor-piercing damage, whether the result is a hit or miss. So that green fella next to the rammer also gets one energy damage armor-piercing.
0: Great. So the creature has one armor, so they're going to take one damage, however... The guy behind him is not going to get that. It's going to ignore all armor. Really quickly going to go to him. And that, you said one or two? One. Taking one damage, ignoring all armor. Awesome.
1: Sweet. And then, okay, so the ox weapon on that same mount is my Nexus. And uh, looks like I got a 21. Oh, my God. That's a crit. Hell,
0: yeah. So that ComCon definitely hits. Is nice. So roll your dice again and tell me the higher result.
1: Yeah. So two is the higher result.
0: Okay. So that's just two damage. Correct. Is that armor piercing? Does that go anything?
1: Oh, sorry. That's actually against um, well E defense, but we already said it's critical. Um, no, it's just kinetic.
0: Great. And uh, that's once again against the breacher or against another another one.
1: That is also the breacher.
0: Awesome. Okay. So they're once again going to take another damage uh, because their their armor is still in place. Uh,
1: Great. And then for the second part of my barrage, I'm going to use my Veil Rifle. So it attacks in a line of 10, and I'm going to aim that towards my buddies. But the good news is that... This weapon does not attack allied characters caught in its area of effect. Instead, it shrouds them in a field of energy that throws off targeting systems, giving them soft cover until the end of their next turn.
0: Hell yeah! Nice.
1: Yeah, and we got a, an attack roll of 22 on that one.
0: Whoa! Oh my I god, this
1: yeah, I don't know what's going on. Uh, okay, so I believe since it's a life 10...
0: All, all these characters are within 10.
1: Sweet. So let's see what the... Uh, and the damage is three energy damage for each of them.
0: Nice. For each of them. Okay, great. So that's three energy damage. No, No armor piercing or anything like that? Correct. Great. Three for each, which means that our first Goliath over there is going to take actually three. It doesn't have any armor. It just has a crapload of HP. So it's going to go ahead and take three. And uh, next to it, we're going to go ahead and go back to here, take another three damage here. And I think that other one is our, it's our first Spectre, which was already mm-hmm. whacked into by uh, by Decency. And uh, he is not looking good, I'm going to tell you that right now. That specter has seen better days. It is on its last little legs. Alrighties, And I think it is now my turn for the rest of the uh, agate cross pirates to go. You suddenly hear a sound from this large, uh, or at least he's tall. He's not large in um, uh, size, but he is very tall, and he seems to have gigantic um Uh, Missile barragers on his shoulders Almost like lapels Like like Napoleon's lapels uh, But full of uh, missiles And he says uh, in a loud uh, Booming voice uh, As if he wants to hear you all to hear it You came to the wrong place And he is going to go ahead And he is going to use uh, His javelin rockets effect the rainmaker chooses three free spaces within the line of sight and range twenty that are not adjacent to each other. All characters know which spaces have been chosen. The rainmaker fires a volley of auto targeting rockets in the air. The next time a hostile character moves through, starts their turn in, or passes above one of the chosen spaces, no more than ten spaces up, they are hit by a rocket, taking six kinetic damage. Um, so basically, these six are six or D six. Uh, it says six kinetic oh my damage, God. six damage, and you see these uh, these rockets are just flying out of his shoulders. If you move through, start your turn in, or pass above, but you guys, they are—you're not going to be passing that above them because you're not flying. So Perfect. That won't matter. And for their next attack, the Rainmaker is going to go ahead, and uh, I think the Rainmaker is going to go ahead and and do a quick tech action, and they're just going to go ahead and lock on to decency fair enough uh okay the only way uh that this specter can get up it does not have any flight uh on it is it has to climb up this way so this is the one that's that's uh been knocked down by uh so is it it gonna gonna climb up and get hit
2: by the rocket
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh that would be uh, hilarious um they have a move of four. One, two, three, and four. That's where they're going to end. Uh, oh, do they? They? Oh, they have a turn. Yeah, they can. They've done a move, and uh, I think they are going to go ahead and boost, so they can go another one, two, three, and be right next to Otway there. And they are going to go ahead and do a melee attack. They're going to attack with their mono wire sword. Uh, it can make two attacks at time, targeting either the same character or a different one, except. Oh yes. Uh oh, never mind. Sorry. This is a T1, so we can't do any of those. It's a normal sword. Uh already's two attack bonus. I got a nat one. Hey. <laughs> hey! Uh these swords, Awei, can you describe how Awe's neck dodges these sword attacks?
1: Oh, um. <laughs> that's interesting. And they've got a sword, uh, on her,
0: so they're like like shh, shh.
1: Right, maybe it, I don't know. He does like a little wiggle thing where he squats on one side and one sword goes over him and then he squats on the other side and that one goes over.
0: <laughs> Just like a little wave. <laughs> Love it. Okay, the other specter, this one that's barely on its last legs, is uh, gonna try and get it some damage. Nobody ever called uh, the warriors of the Agate of the of the Agate Cross to be to be wussies so they are going to go ahead and um do a move they're going to move next to decency and maybe they even know that this is kind of a stupid idea considering the absolute tank that decency is but they are also going to just uh attack with those uh mono swords oh um are they still
4: were they still prone Sorry, not to be that guy.
0: Oh, no, please be the guy. Sorry. They are still prone. Does that mean they have to spend their turn getting up? Uh, I don't think they have to spend the whole thing, but yeah, some part of it. Okay, so they're going to spend their move rising from prone, and then they're going to boost. They have to use a quick action to get over here. And then they're only going to get one more quick action. And I think they are going to go ahead and just do their their mono-wire sword again. So they get a plus two bonus, uh, and they do have an effect... Yes. No other characters are adjacent to the target, except they're a character. Except, yeah, I don't think that works. All right, this time we got a fourteen decency. What's your evasion? Uh, six. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> well, uh, okay. Uh, I I can tell you that it's gonna do it's gonna do five damage, but obviously minus your armor from that.
4: I also have resistance to damage, burn, and heat from blast first line and attacks. Does this count with? No, this is a melee attack. Okay. Melee in those? Mm, No, it's specifically yeah, it's specifically damage, burn, and heat from those attacks. If I'm reading it correctly, not just any damage, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. This is just five kinetic damage, but you're gonna subtract your armor from that. So.
4: Yep, I have three armors, so it's gonna hit me for two.
0: All righties. Uh, Next is going to be. We've done this. Okay, we've done them. All righties. These large sort of behemoths, the Goliaths, uh, these staunch defenders, this one is going to go ahead. They are going to go ahead and use a uh, quick attack. They're going to start their turn with a, with a quick tech. Sorry, this is a quick tech. So I am going to have to roll a, a hacking roll for them. A character within a line of sight and sensors gains plus three difficulty to attack against any character other than the Goliath until the start of Goliath's next turn. So this is basically the Goliath crushing your targeting systems. And I think that he is going to go ahead and uh, a target 18,000. So this is an E. This is a tech attack. So I'm going to go ahead and roll a d20. It has no bonus. I got an 18. 18.
2: Uh, yeah. That uh, my event is seven. So,
0: <laughs> alrighty, he's gonna go ahead and get rid of that. Uh, okay. So, um, that means that uh, eighteen thousand. Uh, if you attack anything other than the Goliath, uh, you will gain plus three difficulty to that attack.
2: That's great. I was gonna attack that anyway. So.
0: <laughs> so. This Goliath whips out (laughs) a what seems to be like actually a real life like whip. It is called the boarding leash. So on hit, you have to pass a tall save or be pulled directly to uh, the Goliath and automatically grappled. And he is going to target Derek. Oh, no. I get plus one attack bonus and plus one accuracy. And uh, Derek, are you also still prone?
3: I'm prone, but we have soft cover.
0: That's true. So does that mean that I think I just get the plus one accuracy then? Oh yeah. right, that is a base of eleven, and I get to add one six, and I got a five, so that is a sixteen.
3: Sixteen hits my evasion of thirteen.
0: Awesome. Okay. okay, okay, okay. Um, hell yeah, you're within five spaces, so it works. righty, Derek. This whip comes and just grabs um, Gizmo Tuck. Is it? Wait, no, sorry. What's your grabs? What's your mech's name?
3: Um, gear loose.
0: Grabs gear loose around the middle and just drags, uh, him into the Goliath. You could just move them to the adjacent space.
3: Do I pass a, uh, and a, a hull save?
0: Oh, that? must pass a hull save. You're right. Or pull yeah. directly. That's right. This is just for the attack. But you so, do yeah, damage do, uh, to me, right? You do, do. I do do damage. So yeah, you have to do the hull save.
3: Yeah. How much damage do you start with there?
0: Five kinetic damage.
3: Five kinetic damage. Okay. So I'm going to bring myself down to seven. Um, and then a hull save. <laughs> Would a one do it?
0: Do you think a, <laughs> I think a one, do think a one is, might... uh, is not going to do it quite.
3: Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so that I got means that you are going to
0: gonna be mm-hmm. pulled into the Goliath and you're going to be immediately, immediately uh, grappled. You're going to oh, be automatically grappled. Too. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Uh, Those are done. And finally, we're going to go to these these little guys over here. These are our scourers, our regular sort of... um, They just seem to have uh, lances and uh, guns on them. Uh, So they're going to go ahead and uh, move, I believe, they're going to try to get over, yeah, to decency here. They are going to... Uh, use their move to head over here. They're going to try to surround decency as much as they can. They are going to go ahead and uh, attack with their thermal lance. Now, decency, did you say that you have resistance to? It looks like energy damage. No,
4: um, and it's only it's only with uh, blast burst line and code attacks. But it's uh, da- it's damage burn and heat. So I guess all damage, burn, and heat from those types of attacks.
0: Um, amazing. And so they are going to go ahead and attack with their Thermal Lance, which is their... Oh, I'm so sorry. This is not actually a lance. This is a, a gun. So I'm going to move this back. It's, it's a cannon. My bad. <laughs> all right. So the Scourer moves towards Decency and whips out its Thermal Lance cannon. Uh, I get an attack bonus and I get plus one accuracy. I got an eighteen and I got a three, so that is a twenty-one. And so yeah. you are gonna take six energy damage minus your armor.
4: So is this a line uh, attack? If it's a cannon?
0: Uh yes, it is a line attack.
4: So I do have resistance on that, yeah.
0: Hell yeah. So that means you're gonna have the damage and then round up.
4: So that cuts it to it was six? It to was three? six, yeah. So is that three or four, if I'm right, It rounds up, just so I think three. it's going to be three. Cool. Uh, I have three armor.
0: Amaze. <laughs> so I'm, it does I'm nothing? I'm just
4: big. I'm such a big boy. Like, I can't evade anything
0: <laughs> worth shit. Everything will
4: hit me, but it may not land too tough. And
0: he's also going to take some heat, because that thermal, that gun uh, generates heat. The second one is um, going to go ahead and... Uh, something pops out of him and these tiny drones start to uh, just sort of fly out of his armor and they are going to go ahead and attach themselves to decency so i need to yes i only get one of these this is a full action one d3 miniature drones attach themselves to a character within line of sight and range 10 and begin drilling into the target's cockpit In one D3 plus two rounds. So I need to first I need to roll a D3. I hope you don't mind. I'm just gonna roll a D6 and have it with uh and and obviously I think that yeah, I think that should be fine. Uh I got a six. So three plus two rounds when five rounds. If any core worms are still attached, they reach the cockpit and savage the pilot, reducing them to zero HP. The target knows how many rounds it will take for the drones to bore through. So you have five rounds. Uh and how many are attached. Uh, So I also need to roll for how many drones there actually are. I got a five, so we're going to round... So there's three drones. Uh, The target and allied characters can remove one drone at a time with successful systems or engineering check as a quick action. Um, Additionally, if the target is shut down, the quorums are confused and their timer pauses. So, uh, decency, I'm going to go ahead and say that once I'm going to just say it's used. Uh, decency, you... Uh, all your systems are starting to go off. What do they sound like as these these core worms are starting to bore in?
4: Um. Oh, I, I think it's just, like, the most obnoxious beeping, right? Like, decency has really worked very hard to make their cockpit as comfortable and welcoming of a space as possible um, but it's still like an old military mech um, so <laughs> there's like the, the lo-fi music and the, the cushy seat or whatever but then as soon as this starts happening it's like just a row of red lights start flashing at different frequencies, and there's beeping and decency's just like uh, just immediately overwhelmed by what's <laughs> happening in the cockpit oh, um, yeah. I think they even probably like pound on a spot and like flip a switch, and it all just like shuts down again um as <laughs> like they <laughs> like they know how to turn all the uh loud noises off um but they can hear they can still hear the the drilling coming in.
0: Um, amazing. And for my last turn here, this is our, our last one right here next to uh, uh, Derek. Um, they are going to go ahead and use their melt effect as a quick action. They're going to make a ranged attack against an object, deployable, or drone within range 10 dealing 20 AP damage energy on a success. Remember that that can't be characters, but they are going to be uh, they are going to be objects <laughs> and uh they are they are going to go ahead and shoot for this bridge right here attempting to knock it down <laughs> basically trying to uh avoid any chance of you escaping uh they are going to go ahead and start to to blow these these little uh land bridges they've made so we need to go ahead and do ranged attack. I mean, I think I just have to, because I'm not attacking a character. I think I just have to roll and, um, I got a three. Oh no. I'm not beating anything with a three. I don't care what it is. Um, so, uh, they fire off this, this substance trying to, uh, to melt this bridge, but they miss completely and it just lands within the the crevasse down here and sort of sizzles into nothing within the snowy uh the snowy tundra. And so they are actually just gonna go ahead and oh sorry oh, I'm gonna no. move this.
2: steam <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're gonna go ahead and uh do a move action and they are going to one, two, three, four, uh so that they can start to pincer Otway there. And that is going to be the end of my turn. So who who of the Lancers is going next?
3: Should we keep the same order and go with decency?
0: Yeah, I'm down for that. Um, uh, okay. So decency. What do you what are you thinking of doing? You're kind of yeah, boxed in here.
4: I am. And also the um to take a drone off, it's uh an engineering, a role with an engineering or yeah, either an um, engineering
0: or a systems check. Cool. Uh Cool. So I
4: think decency is in their cockpit um, and they're kind of muttering, damn, 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 damn to themselves. Unironically, they are not uh, <laughs> being clever here. Um, and I I think they, um, <laughs> you know, pull a lever or something small over here or move, you know, a, a cord somewhere else. And uh, the Ever Given's arm is going to jet Kind of come out to the left, and um, let's say there's a hole in the palm of what would be its hand, um, its left hand, and a frag grenade is gonna um, get thrown out of it.
0: Oh, awesome!
4: To mechs. Um, All characters within a Blast 1 area must pass an agility save or take 1d6 explosive damage. Um, but on a success, they still take half damage.
0: And one more time, what's the radius on that? It's one. So it's not
4: going to hit the person, but it is going to hit the, the two mechs.
0: The two mechs. Awesome. Decency, you certainly are decent. Okay, great. I do
4: my best. <laughs> <laughs> under bad circumstances.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so uh, yeah, go ahead and, and roll that for me. All right.
4: Uh, it's a four
0: uh oh that's they i'm they have an evasion of eight is that it you don't get any oh
4: wait no they have they have to pass an agility save
0: oh um i was rolling damage zero they have zero so they're gonna absolutely get hit by that
4: perfect um and the damage was four is what i Is what i was rolling yeah
0: yeah so they're both gonna take four damage they have armor two, unless uh is it armor piercing Uh, I don't
4: think so. No.
0: Okay, great. Both of these guys are taking two damage from that grenade going off right in their faces. Hell yeah. And I think this is kind of
4: happening at once. Like, one, the left arm is kind of going out um, and, you know, shooting out this frag grenade. And uh, Decency is almost standing up in the chair um, or in their seat to, like, reach another... um, like reach another switch or something. And I don't, I don't know if this is how it works, but I would love to try and roll removing one of these drones with an engineering. And I kind of imagine what that looks like is, um, the, if it works would be like the, the Drake trying to push another hand like down the front of itself to like knock one off or something like that to
0: pull out a nasty worm yeah Um, great so you need to get um a nine
4: yeah i rolled a nine and i have two engineering
0: hell yeah nice
4: um yeah so can that just look like the the drake just like brushing one of these off um with a quick hand motion or something.
0: Yeah, they haven't burrowed in too far yet, so you are able to brush one off, and I believe that means you're down to four worms.
4: Oh, was it? I thought it was three.
0: Oh, sorry, you're down to two worms. You are now down to two worms, with four rounds left to get all the worms off. Beautiful. Alrighties. Is that going to be the end of Decency's turn, or do you want to move as well?
4: Uh...
3: Don't let the ice set in.
0: I know, I know. But it's
4: also, if I move, I'm going to have to deal with, I'm surrounded by these rockets and there's this guy who wants to fight me. Um, Yeah, I think, I think, and I think maybe it even isn't, doesn't even feel like a intentional movement. I mean, it has to be, but it's kind of part of all this kind of quick flailing decency's doing in the mech. Um, And I, I'd like to move back to like here. Awesome. Um,
0: Great. You are playing with fire, my friend. You are very close to those Rainmaker rockets, but uh, you managed to avoid them. So decency just sort of takes one step to retreat. Alrighty, so I think it is now my turn. Once again, the witch disappears. (laughs) And you hear her voice one more time uh, coming across the loudspeaker. Heed my father's warning. We will show mercy on you if you retreat now. And she's going to go ahead and (laughs) use another uh, tech attack. Um, Oh, I forgot also, unfortunately, decency, her teardown attack at the start of her next turn, uh, the target that she targeted takes four extra heat at the start of her turn. So you're going to take another four heat decency. Or is it Beautiful. Two? Is that halved? Oh, it is halved because of uh, the ice. Beautiful. She is now going to use a predator. Actually, no, she's she's going to do that again. She's actually going to use teardown again because that's just a normal quick tech for her. Uh, she is going to go ahead and this time uh, target... Um, I think she's going to go ahead and target Derek over here. So she is going to do a quick tech roll. She gets plus one accuracy and a four attack bonus. She rolls, well, she's going to need it because she got a three on the day 20, so that's a seven. And she did get a six on her accuracy roll, so that is going to be a total of 13. What's your E-defense?
3: Seven. She's fine. She's doing Oops. great.
0: She's doing awesome. She uh-huh. is She's a star. She is the moment. <laughs> All righties, Derek, you're going to really take- She really had us t- in the
2: first half. <laughs>
0: Derek, you're taking uh, two heat damage halved by the Ice Tundra, so that's one heat.
3: One heat. Got it.
0: Uh, the witch is going to go ahead and use another um, quick tech. This is called uh, Pain transference. The witch makes a tech attack against a character within sensors on a success. Anytime the target gains heat until the end of the witch's next turn, all of their allied characters within range 5 also gave them the same amount of heat. Oh, no. So she is going to go ahead and target 18,000. She gets a plus four attack bonus, but no uh, accuracy on this.
3: Oh, and there would be one difficulty oh. for um, the the Veil rifle from Atwe.
0: Oh, that's right. I oh, think yeah, I got pulled
3: out of it, but...
0: Well, uh, that's not going to matter because she got a nat one. So... <laughs> <laughs> that is uh eighteen thousand how does how do your systems just say hell no to a hack
2: yeah i mean i think eighteen thousand like personally has some e-defense like in his actual like head like cat head but yeah the the some of it is like carried over to the system so i think like probably she just accidentally tries to hack his head and it's like no that doesn't work
0: <laughs> uh Hey, you know we all uh, we all make mistakes, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, and I mean I think as as he realizes he's being hacked, he says, "Tell your father to suck my spiky cat dick." <laughs>
3: um, <laughs> if I may, and I don't think his mech comes with this, but I think Derek being grappled and hacked real hard in this moment presses a button on his console and like a little white flag pops out of the top of his mech's head <laughs> and he starts waving it and he's like yeah I'm good I'm good we're we're cool to we all good to retreat he like pops on open comms like we're good to retreat right
0: uh, so these two pirates here that have been working really hard at trying to open this ship they yell out to, to each other it seems like one of them has managed to barely breached the hull. There's a tiny hole in the side of this drone ship and the little bit of light that's pouring through. Decency. You can see because you're facing this side, even in all of the chaos. You can see just through that hole. Fingers made of wire and metal but surely meant to imitate a human are poking through that tiny opening as if they're reaching for you.
3: Dungeons & Drama Nerds is produced by Todd Brian Bacchus, Percival Hornack, and Nicholas Orvis, and is mixed and edited by Anthony Sertel-Dean. Our Lancer game features Julia Doolittle as the GM, Todd Brian Backus as Derek McDuck, Giovanni Camagno as Atwe, Ben Ferber as 18,000 Slash Fish, and Tristan B. Willis as Decency B. Dam. Lancer was written by Miguel Lopez and Tom Parkinson Morgan, and was published by Massive Press. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at DN Drama dramanerds Check out cast bios on our website, DungeonsAndDramaNerds.com. Leave us a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. And tune in next week for another episode of Dungeons & Drama Nerds.